tales of I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we just randomly decide to mix up all of our characters into a different universe and shove them into a book and have you kind of just try to guess what's happening for a little while, a.k.a. the Age of X. <laughs> it is. Uh, here's, here's the thing, Jeremy. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm a real basic baby for alternate universes. Yes. With the X-Men. Uh-huh. Uh, they do it nonstop. Like I, I, I've been, you know, going, you know, reading X-Men, trying to figure out what to read before bed. And so many, there are so many fucking ages. Yep. Everything is an age. Uh, and I will read every single fucking one of them. If, <laughs> if it begins with age of one, age of something, I'm like, ooh, what's Gambit going to be like in this one? And you get to find out. For the, for the people, the for the people that are just tuning in at home, I think maybe this is your first um, episode of Days of Future Cast. It's easy. The easiest analogy I can make is that X-Men ages are equivalent to Taylor Swift eras, right? Yes. <laughs> so for all Era the, of X. For the Swifties at home that aren't really familiar with X-Men that are listening to this podcast, episode yeah. 277 mm-hmm. for the first time, that's, yeah. that's the comparison the, we're trying to make. The X-Swifties. The X-Swifties. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, would put, I would put Taylor Swift in an X-Men movie, I think. I think she'd be, a, she'd, she'd be a pretty okay dazzler, I believe. She'd be a good dazzler. Yeah. You know, it'd be a nice little bit of meta casting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this uh, this I love yeah. the alternate universe stuff too. I'm in the pocket for this. I've I read this relatively recently. I didn't remember. I'm really bad with names. And when you were like Age of X, and I was like, yeah, it's short. Let's do it. But then I, when I started reading it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the one where Cyclops is fucking wild. Um, and he's got the worst costume uh, <laughs> that he's ever had. Uh, what if we gave? Yeah, what, what if Cyclops was a Baldur's Gate three character? What if? Yes, what, 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 what if he had spare armor for Baldur's he, Gate three? What if he had to wear the the armor with the best stats? This this is a comic <laughs> about Cyclops finding the visor that gives him the best multiplier and absolutely fucking his fashion souls. Yes, like, somebody turned off the transmog feature in the X Men video game, yeah. so now we just have to see the bad armor now. Yeah, uh, helmet cannot be toggled off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, but I'm a mutant. But I'm a mutant. Uh, if if you toggle off my helmet, I'll kill everyone I love. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Calm down, Scott. It's okay. I can't control it. Um, um, so yeah, we're talking about Age of X. Uh, the first issue we're going to talk about is Age of X Alpha, which is a one issue kind of standalone. Um, if you zip to the back of this, uh, Mike Carey, who is the writer, has a note saying like what they wanted to do with this, the kind of like event, I guess, like kind of mini crossover event, was really through people off like they just wanted to throw you into this universe with no explanation no setup no xavier is whispering to magneto and telling him something weird is about to happen like and they do that like they just kind of literally throw it in um and then they said they created this because they wanted to give just a little bit more context to the stories and the themes that were going to be in like the main event uh so when you pick this up and you open the page you go like Jeremy, Gary, like you start on issue two. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's no, it, this just starts. <laughs> it's so it's. I mean, uh, this is you're right. Like that's 100 percent a thing it does. Having read this, so I've read it twice now. I read this just cu- out of curiosity a couple of years ago. Read it again for the show. I like that we just kind of they built a really big world and then don't really explain it. We just got to pick up these little details you know, about, yeah. about what's going on. And weirdly, once you know the twist of this, like once you get to the end of it, all of that stuff feels intentional. I don't know how intentional it is, but any of the, this stuff being slapdash together and there not being backstory for some things 
fits into the the meta narrative of why this was created. Absolutely, yeah. And in, like in a way payoff... that's super wanky, like super wanky, but I love. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I'm into that wank. The payoff on this, I think, is really good. Like I don't think I think yeah. like this this nails the ending in a way. If I remember right, from my, I only read the first four issues of this for uh, our recording session today, but like I remember reading it and thinking like, yeah, that's 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 good. I like this. It this, is, this is fine. This it's yeah. a good justification for everything that it is is has come before it, and just to be able to see these characters. And and obviously, like by the third or fourth issue into this, we're doing the thing where characters are starting to remember something is weird, right? Like yes. this is not something is awry. Uh, but, but everything is House of M, no matter what. But we don't have like, the mag- uh, we, we don't have the magical like white girl there to tell everybody that, yes. right? Like that's the <laughs> yes. thing. we don't have the yeah. weird child there to tell everybody that to magic them back into their normal reality. And I think I think that it, it's better for that. It's better for them to have the the creeping realization. Yes, absolutely. The way it's revealed is also really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, this is not to be confused with Age of X-Man, no. which is, we'll, we'll cover that at some point. That is a very big crossover, but it does feature the uh, X-Men Anti-Sex League, which is very ironic for them now. Uh, the X-Men that are cops that stop people from getting into relationships. Yeah. Which is one of the most ludicrous things that's ever happened in the X-Men. Especially like, um, like the more x-men i read as a modern reader like the more and i'm, I'm sure I picked up on this as a kid but like it's a lot of relationship stuff right like it's it's a yeah. lot of these characters hooking up and being in relationships with one another like well, the, the the central relate not central but like scott's relationship in this is re- i think really interesting one of the most interesting ones yeah, yeah. he's ever had so me too and it's super important one of the things i we were, i was talking about this in the slack recently people call the x-men horny and like the x-men aren't horny they're just human yeah. Like they have relationships. Like the majority of X-Men, the comics are not horny. Like there's a there's a Matt Fraction run, the early San Francisco thing when it's all Greg Land doing all of the art. Like that's mm-hmm. exceedingly horny. But for the most part, it's them angsting about relationships and how much they love each other. It's like um, it's it's very uh soap opera y in that way. And I think you there's know, a like, s- significant difference between like being drawn horny and being horny. Um because yes. I feel like, you know, the Greg Land stuff, obviously, like, he's literally tracing porn stars in some cases and, like, exaggerating the the features of both his male and female uh, characters, yeah. right? Like, they're, he's drawing Is them. Is the artist and, jerking off? Yeah, it's pinup stuff, darkness. right? Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's, 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 got a, he's got a woody underneath the table, underneath the drawing table. Yeah. Um, versus, like, the characters flirting with one another and literally trying to hook up with one another, calling the other one. Like, there's, I think there's a line in this book where he's like, where they're like, man, David, I'd really like to d- d- have his personalities run a train on me i don't think they actually say that yeah. but like it's just one of those <laughs> legion after train <laughs> i don't know why father I, I don't know what i'm doing i just I found you, my son i just found out some work oh. colleagues found this podcast on spotify recently uh, and started listening Uh-oh. to it and now i'm just like i, I don't know what jokes i can make anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> all of legion's personalities running a train on a character is probably Hey guys, <laughs> choo choo, all aboard, <laughs> choo choo. Uh, but I, I think it, it points to like a, a deficiency in people's vocabulary when they talk about stuff, where like horny is just used as shorthand for the characters have sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just people. You know, people do that. It's like when people say they want more horny media. If they want some stuff that's more like the X Men, like I'm way in favor of it. Yeah, I want stuff that's less like the the Greg Land Matt Fraction X Men. Sure, you know where it's like constantly weaking. You know, it's just interesting to me to think about because this is like a this book deals with cyclops and sexuality in a way but it's more mature than that it's not just like hey wouldn't it be awesome to run a train on cyclops if he had a bad hat 
What if you know? <laughs> that would... <laughs> uh, I think that's in the What If animated series coming soon to Disney Plus. Oh, thank so, God. Yeah. The trailer for that doesn't look so bad. Also, uh, Happy uh, Madam Web trailer anniversary to you! I uh, man, you know, we, we've got a, we got a bunch of like MCU stuff um, that we probably should yeah. should hash out at some point. I don't know if this is the episode for it, but like, if if the Madam Web movie has it looks like a mess, uh, but if it's like yep. a Venom mess and not a Morbius mess, I'm kind of yep. fucking here for it. Like if it's yeah, if yeah. it's that kind of messy, I'm kind of here for it and. I don't know, man, like having all of those like Spider Woman and I think Silk is in there if I remember correctly. Like yeah. there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of different spider characters in that universe that I think could be really, really fun, especially from like a spider verse perspective, right? Like yeah. I don't know if you've seen the second movie, but like they, they get into some of that stuff and it's really, really fun. Um and, and I man, I'm I, so I was watching that trailer and I'm just thinking like this is gonna like I'm gonna watch this at home baked out of my mind yeah. <laughs> like but I'm gonna I, yeah. I'm just hoping that it's such a good time and then there's all the casting news Loki season two you got to watch because it, it it's one of the best MCU things they've done in a while so it's, yeah. it's fun, fun time I'm excited uh, we we probably won't hash that all out this episode because this is a long issue yeah this is this is gonna be a uh, long one so let, let's get into it the 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 cover art here Age of X Alpha yep. is a pretty kind of stereotypical uh like all of our x-men are fighting some some dudes in some robot suits and it's and it looks yeah. really really intense chris piccolo uh doing the cover uh, yeah. for this. yeah and this issue is like a jam issue uh this has multiple stories in it um that are the backstory for for age of x this, this is all prequel shit multiple stories uh drawn by multiple people right like so we, we this is like when you yes. say a jam issue like there's a lot of creators that are, are in the focus here um and this yeah. is really cool. I think this is this the, the setup on this is really interesting. Um, going into it, like it's you're supposed to feel a little discombobulated, and I think that works really yep. well. Um, but this is the first thing we've done, uh, or maybe the second thing because we covered uh, some Messiah complex stuff. But Mike Carey, mm. um, who is an underrated X Men writer, I think. Um, I like his X Men stuff yeah. usually. He did. He, um, Mike Carey is the one that did Lucifer, right? Am I got I got that right? He did do Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's Lucifer, one of my X Men Legacy. One of my favorite things, yeah. one of my favorite comics is, is, is that. And oh, yeah. My, my iconic, iconoclast opinion is that I like Lucifer so much more than I like Sandman. And yeah. it makes people mad. No, I think, I think uh, it's, I think it's a better book yeah. to be honest with you. Like I feel yeah, yeah. like, I feel like Sandman gets up on his own, own like ass in a Constantly. way that, that Neil Here's Gaiman. a poem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this issue is just a poem. Are you impressed? Would you like to kiss me? I'm a goth boy. Like it, it's got that shit going on. Whereas Lucifer is just a good comic. It's just a, a, more solid story yeah absolutely um, um that's yeah. it. i mean both are great so like it's it's kind yeah. of argu- p- p- yeah, yeah. arguing over it. so we're gonna start out where who knows we we have no idea yeah yep uh and we we start out right in the middle you know field stations this is the general you know uh with all these characters that we kind of recognize but they're very different um we see uh gambit initially uh the gambit redesign in this i think is real fun mm-hmm. uh they just give him a gun and he charges up bullets and puts them in it perfect uh, surprising there hasn't been a gamut that did that uh, before. Um, they're all being controlled by Magneto uh, as the general. Yes. Uh, and this uh, AI that he, uh, seemingly AI that he communicates with called X. Um, and they're standing vigil. They're ready. They're preparing for an assault. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, sorry. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so we, then we go to uh, like this campfire kind of set up with a bunch of recognizable X-Men kind of gathered around, uh, most notably Storm, um and namor are like a couple in this relationship or in this in this world uh which i guess is like new but i feel like we we've seen that before and or not see we've seen that in the issues and like of x-men in the future like this was an idea that like apparently took its a life on its own yeah. i believe whenever there's like a very regal character 
they fall in love with Storm, be it Dracula, T'Challa, Doom, like anybody who is like a, a ruler falls in love with Storm. Um, in this, uh, they're all talking before the this campfire, and they're talking to uh somebody who we pick up is Scott Summers, Basilisk, with this mask, and like I don't know what they're going for with this mask. Yeah, uh, with him. Um, I, I feel like if, yeah. the, if the goal is to get as far away from like Cyclops as we can, yes. um, that, like, cause Cyclops visors are usually like sunglasses or these like sleek kind of rounded things. And this is just exact. Like if they're, if they're starting from like, we want to flip Cyclops as a character starting from his costume, this is all angles and rigid lines. It looks like a, like if the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera like just a had, a, had a whole mask yeah. <laughs> instead of just like yeah, the yeah. half mask. Um, it's not, it, I don't find it aesthetically pleasing at all. I, I no. feel like it's, I feel like it's a little bit of a miss. I think they could have maybe done a better job, but I also feel like they probably did this and was like, yes, this is what we were going for. Like we well, want it, it to be kind he's of supposed ugly. to be, yeah, he's supposed to be scary. And yeah. you know, they're talking about his backstory and they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, he was on death row in Alcatraz and somebody corrects, you know, the people telling the story. No, he's what you met at the end of El- death row. And we get our flashback uh, to uh, Alcatraz in this world sometime in the past. It's being run by Arcade uh, and it is a mutant prison. And I, and I just want to uh, mention there. that the art in this changes. So now we're with uh, Gabriel yeah. Hernandez Walta, and it's really good. I love this. It's super cool for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I would lo- I would like an arcade solo book. Yeah, in this uh, style, in this Abs- style. absolutely. Yeah. In this universe, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. arcade yeah. stuff gets a little like a little too arc for me sometimes. Where it's like, yeah, yeah. What if the monarch wasn't funny? <laughs> <laughs> yes um, um but th- this whole thing is terrifying uh so they've they've got mutants like we see on the outside of Al- alcatraz mutants should be shackled at all times they've got these mutants lined up and out Al- and arcade is doing his thing of like you know we're we're punishing you this is the sweet impartial justice and and the punishment must fit the crime um and so if you're mutants and that's a crime the punishment should also be a mutant and they bring basilisk aka cyclops out on like the hannibal hannibal lecter um lori i guess is what you call one of mm. these um Ger- yeah like gurney gurney or yeah like yeah Something like um that. uh the hand dolly pick. it's a fucking dolly yeah, what am dolly. i talking about a lori do i exist in I, london where the, where the fuck am i right now <laughs> what am i calling yeah, it something yeah. a lori I, I don't want to start lambridge too uh but it's a hand truck a dolly uh doesn't have the handle it's just the flat thing like the little skateboard that furniture rides on what do you mean That's it doesn't have the ha- all dollies have a handle? What are you talking about? No, no, no. The the things you know the little skateboards that furniture ride on. Yeah, sometimes? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a dolly. If it if it looks like this, if it's shaped like an L with the handles at the top, that's a hand truck. Okay. So. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. Hand I just I, L shaped design. Yeah, with yeah. A low loading platform. Dollies have a flat raised yeah. platform. Okay, so I'd, I've been yeah. calling these things the wrong thing. You're likely Google me, agrees, Gary. We almost had another fight. Me, me too, up until like two years ago. Okay. So like that that's the reason why I just said it. Um, yeah. Uh, but what they've done to Cyclops, my boy here, is they've cut off his eyelids. Yeah. And they control his mask. His eyes are always open. He's always blasting. And the uh, Arcade has this hilarious little remote that just says open and clothes that he can make him shoot. So they position him. They're using him as a firing squad to crush these people up against the walls and destroy them. Yeah. I uh, guess and it's interesting thinking about his masking and going back to the mask. Like if, if 
if they, if the, I think they call them, they're, they're called preaks or um, the precursors, I believe are going to be like yeah. the human element that, that is trying to kill all the mutants. Um, if they're the ones that chose this mass form, it makes sense that it's monstrous and disfigured. It just doesn't. It, well, and he's an execution figure. Like, and, he's meant yeah, to be so the he's last meant to be ca- scary. And then, so him taking that upon himself and keeping that mask is, is, is almost to claim that identity makes it makes it a little bit more make, makes it make it's super dark and it also makes more sense why it's ugly right like i feel like I, yeah. that's that's more justified in the design thinking about it through yeah it still just isn't pleasant to look at though also that yeah i mean sure yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for me as a, as a person who likes cool stuff um the uh they're doing this to punish him as well you know yes. and uh cyclops says you know for every life you've made me take i'm gonna visit it back on you that that's a promise you know uh he's gonna escape uh which he's gonna do right now uh, as they uh, they wheel him out, uh, but he manages to reach over and turn off his uh, his Pfizer thing, uh, blasting the floor and escaping that way, uh, getting away from the guards. There. Yes, I like the fact Zap that they, they, he just reached over and opened it up. Um, yeah, and then the the actual physics of like the concussive blast just going crazy, and you know what I'm saying? Like, oh just, yeah, is real, real, real fun. Um, and eventually he is he's able to free himself, and then just goes on a fucking bla- on, on a rampage. And this is so yep. good. Whatever, anytime they allow it looks Cyclops, really good. Yeah, anytime like they allow the, him to cut the, loose, it's great. The panel of him cutting the guy in half uh, looks super good. Like the the way this artist draws. Uh, Cyclops and his energy effect is very fun. Yes. Uh, he just takes everybody down, uh, you know, uh, until he runs into Arcade, of course. Um, and he repeats his, his speech back to him, you know, uh, and blasts his head off. Yeah. And this is when he runs, to, yeah. runs into the other mutants that are in here and says, you know, hey, I'm about to free, I'm about to blast a hole in the side of this thing so y'all can go somewhere. Uh, but, you know, they're going to come for you. And uh, I think this is Calypso who says, like, well, where, where the fuck do we go? <laughs> like, I don't know what, yeah, and he's yeah. like, you know, you, I don't know what to tell you. Find a hole, find a tower, put a flag on it. Like, they're coming. Like, they're going to find you. Yep. Like, just try to stay, try to stay away from it. Um, and that's, and then he leaves. And then the, the ending kind of stinger on this, like, reminisces, like, uh, he never tells anybody how he escaped from Alcatraz because I don't think that he ever did. Like, he's still living in that. Yeah, um, which is very you know, tortured. Yeah, he's he's a tortured figure in this wearing this horrible mask. I got our brooding X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we cut back to uh, the campfire. We get more of these backstory stuff that we don't really find out, like they uh, don't learn entirely about. Um, with Avalanche saying, you know, I was in Alcatraz too, but that was before Albany, before the Phoenix. Um, yeah. We're going to find out as we go through. Uh, the Phoenix destroyed Albany, New York, in this universe. Yeah, uh, we don't see it. We don't get a lot of details. Again, that's all very intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this um so uh you know they're talking about this like oh yeah that's when they took the brakes off and cyclops like no they were already building cages uh here you know and jubilee says why didn't we notice and sam guthrie pops in and say uh because they didn't build them along fifth avenue they did it uh they did soft targets and you know he grew up in appalachia and we do his flashback yep uh, cannonball's flashback to how he got here and um they're chasing page like this this like uh you know just a crew of cops like these are just straight up cops yep. like police uh local police with dogs chasing her down uh, and eventually they surround her and shoot her but of course like page is that's that's a little bit too easy for page uh and as she yes. turns into uh steel and then like 
starts ripping off her clothes to fuck these police up. Um, and that's yes. when Cannibal arrives at their backup, which is these, which is this convoy of mutants that they're carrying to these, um, you know, pens basically these concentration camps. Uh, and he starts immediately like demanding to know where his family is. Like he's looking for his, his mother and his, um, and his sisters, I believe, uh, because they, yeah. they have been taken. They're, they're not just rounding up mutants. They're also rounding up like families that have strong potential yeah. to, to have mutants. Uh, and he starts threatening them and they're, uh, they first, they start acting tough and then they start, uh, you know, kind of acquiescing, but they're dodging the question a little bit as they're going through page comes out of the forest. Uh, he's, you know, very, uh, or she's very impatient, starts ripping open the different, uh, the, the transports, yeah. you know, uh, finds people to go truck through truck until eventually they're like, there's only one truck left. Where's our family? And the tr- one truck they haven't checked is the dump truck. Yep. Uh, you know, and the cops get nervous. Like nobody wanted to do this. You know, uh, some idiot there squeezed off a shot. You know how that is. Everyone started shooting. Uh, they tried to defend themselves. Which is so they definitely the wrong, idea, wrong, wrong thing to do with Paige because she just runs over yes. like, she said, you know, you just had an itchy trigger finger. Well, I can, I can solve that for you. And he just, she just crushes his hand. Like, see, he's not gonna yep. be able to shoot a gun with that hand ever again. Um, and, and, this is a this is something that I I kind of get bugged with sometimes. Um, the mm-hmm. he, she walks over to Cannibal and is like, "You need to get out of here. Like, you, I'm going to kill every motherfucker in the room." And and Cannibal at this point, like, and this is still early in whatever apocalypse thing is happening, right? Like, this hasn't gotten to the worst yet. But Cannibal is like, "No, we need to take care of these people." And like, that's the entire argument is like, he's like, "No, I got to take. We got these people. We got to keep these people alive. Like, I I know our family is dead, but like." what's more important is keeping people alive than vengeance. And she's like, I will never forgive you. I will take this to my grave. And like, it's a little bit of an overreaction. You could just be like, okay, we'll take them and leave. And then I'm going to devastate this place. Like it's, it's a weird thing to get mad at somebody about. Yeah. Like you're not going to participate in this like torture revenge with me. Yeah. You know, like it's (laughs) fucked up that they, they put our family in a dumpster. Uh, but she's mad at him for being cold, but it's a real weird thing to hold a grudge. Like you'd be like, okay, you kill them. I'm going to save these people. You know? Um, she basically at this point decides never to take this off. She stays in this form yeah, forever in this monster form. Uh, you know, and the, as they're leaving, as they're, you know, she's going to get her revenge. The cops say, you're not going to get far, you know, humans outnumber the muties. There's no house in the world. that will take you in. And he says, I, you know, I think you're right. We'll have to build one. Yeah. Um, we cut back to, uh, the, the future again, um, with, uh, Dr. Kavita Rao, who we know is not a mutant. Um, with uh, Dazzler, a very uh, iffy redesign of Dazzler, I would say. Um, yeah, um, uh, kind, of, kind of a weird look. Uh, but it's, also, she's not in this very much so far, so can't really yeah. complain that. That can't complain no. a whole lot. Uh, and yeah, we, we we're gonna get some of uh, Doctor. Is it Rao? Is that how you pronounce it? Rao. Rao. Yeah. Okay. I always say Rao. I don't know if it's correct though. Uh, th- she's in uh, X Men Three, X Men United, or the Last Stand, rather. Okay. Um. So I think it's Kavita Rao, but. Might be radio. I don't know. Um, but she's she's telling like you know. Uh, she basically, Dazzler's saying Dazzler's like, you're not asking, even a mutant. Why are you yeah. here? Yeah, like why are you helping yeah. us? And so we're going to kind of go back in time to hear her story because she helped create, uh, just like she has in like the main timeline. She's she's one of the people responsible for creating a cure for the mutant gene. Um, and in this case, the guy she was working for, Richard uh, Jenkins, or excuse me, Richard Palance. Um, unrelated to Jack Palance, rest in peace. Probably. Um, that I know of. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
is basically he's didn't really she was creating it to use with voluntary subjects so that people who wanted to get rid of the x gene and not be hunted and killed could do that they would have that option and he's going to put it in the water supply and basically just yeah, yeah. immediately take the power for sterilization from everybody. yeah 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 um, uh but who pops up wolverine yay uh yeah yeah our but our boy our boy comes in starts stabbing um while he's stabbing everybody uh we we get a bunch of reveal stuff uh rao has been an informant for them the underground uh with them also while he was fighting this palance guy shuts them in uh and it is impregnable they are sealed in because it's sealed for biohazards yes um no one will leave nope you know one. yep and they come up with the idea of they they start going through like methods of uh, how are they going to dispose of this right like how are we going to get rid of this this thing and all of the normal things won't work like it's there because it's a comic book and we we, we're getting to a point here well they can reconstitute it you know the idea it has to be like actually gone gone because somebody will find it and and rebuild it and eventually she 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 comes up with the idea of like why don't you metabolize it like we could your 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 mutant power your healing factor could probably just fix this uh yeah and th- and wolverine agrees he's like all right well sure let's let's give this a go which seems like i mean like it seems like he's he even says in here like oh i this was you know this was my job this was what i was came here to do yeah. is to stop this so if i if i do this and it works then i'm good i, I don't have to do anything else yeah uh you know it's going to uh hurt him and it's going to take away his healing factor yep you know it's going to demutant him but it will work uh, they have to load him up with 20 shots of this. And so she's going through the process yep. of loading one, one by one. And, uh, when, uh, Palance like slams her with a chair, uh, and he starts, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to get this out, out there. He's, he's going to hold on this and make it happen. Wolverine is too fucked up to care at this point. He's had like 19 of yep. these things and he's just tripping balls and not happening. So Rao has to come back and, and shoot this dude up with the mutant serum, which instantly kills him. And then she freaks out. She's like, Oh my God, I've never killed somebody. Yeah, and Wolverine says it's going to be two. You're you're killing me. You know the metal of my body is poisoning me. Uh, she says, you know, I can try to stabilize you. Um, she starts working on that. Uh, when the force field comes down, um, they uh, she and she has plausible deniability here. She could just be like, you know, we we made it out. The mutant killed killed him. Uh, but she says, no, I need to save his life. Yes. And uh, we cut back. She says, you know, I don't know whether I saved him or destroyed him. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a very minor character in this. Yeah, but I think uh, it's kind of, kind of an important one. It's I like him too. I, yeah, I, yeah. I like the fact like that he's him. not on the front lines for a lot of this, right? Yep. Like, uh, it's a, again, one, if, if their goal was to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible, putting Wolverine in this position that, they're, that they, they yep. put him in is very weird. <laughs> like, even though he yeah, was yeah. front and center on the cover to sell the comic book, he's not front and center in the fight. And I think that that's interesting from a narrative standpoint. Yep. Uh, cut back uh, to everyone talking about it. Uh, you know, and they're everyone's uh, kind of shooting the shit. You know, talking about things. We get Chamber, who is very bitter. Uh, Chamber is back to his old form, uh, with his face blasted off. In the mainline comics, he had been fixed by the Ascani. Uh, at this point, um, there he gets into it with uh, Toad, who's there. Uh, and Toad basically goes back to the day that it began. You know, everyone at the end of the rope. The where this uh organization began the society um we cut back to him um ha- taking hostages here uh mr Toyn boy uh here um with miss rays uh celia rays a bunch of x-men are here yes um and they're surrounded they're uh taking it the siege uh building taking hostages with dust forge 
these characters. Yeah. Um, outside, like the SWAT team is gathering and they're basically saying like, we're just going to fucking nuke the Chrysler building. Who gives a fuck? Like we're, yeah. it's Creed. It's yeah, Creed, Creed, Creed yeah. of uh, friends of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Um, and who shows up but Mystique who uh, manages to knock out one of the officers and, you know, obviously turn into her, uh, turn into them. Um, inside, uh, Martinite and Regan show up and are like, just, hey, y'all don't do anything. We yeah. got this. Uh, and Lady Mastermind and another code name. I don't know. Yes. And another yeah, and yes. another person. Yeah. There's a lot of. Yes. There's a lot of like C tier X-Men stuff. And I really appreciate that. Like, I, I'm not in the pocket for that anymore. Like, I don't I don't have that like depth of knowledge anymore about who like i can't look at this blonde woman and go and tell you her history which i think i could have done probably yeah. 30 years ago but not not today <laughs> it's quite all right um the uh yeah they turn right. visible and the the cops are all hanging out or talking about magneto being dead like you know uh which means we know magneto is going to show up uh here uh which he does he pretends to be a refugee gets ex uh escorted out and then uh reveals himself uh in terms of fashion wins uh i love magneto's costume yes in this mm-hmm. world i think it's badass yeah uh, magneto in white always works for me oh yeah absolutely um yeah not after september 1st uh, but mostly most of the time it's I'm, I'm here for it yep um and uh they're like yeah you had magneto you know blast them all and says you came up with non-magneto non-ferris uh items to shoot me but they're miles away you know he's gonna be here if you fire again we're going to kill more of your people yes uh, here and he gives his little speech about what he's doing and then does the incredibly baller thing of just lifting the building up uh and stealing it uh i don't know i can't remember if this is the empire state building chrysler building uh chrysler building mm-hmm. yeah yeah which i think is the empire state building uh i think I don't know. I don't I'm not, know. Not a building expert, Gary. I'm not expert. Not New York guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he steals the building. Um, this is what's going to be Fortress X, uh, where this alternate reality takes place. Um, yes. And yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think we go this back is to awesome. But I, don't, I know. I know you said it was incredibly baller, but like, it's not just the Chrysler building that he takes. He takes like multiple buildings and just shoots them. Portions in the air. of the city. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for Magneto moves. Who is who is a fa- fan of huge dramatic moments like this? Like this is one of the coolest ones. It's also I'm not a building expert either, but I feel like if you just lift a building up and break it off the foundation, you can't just put it down and have it act like a building. No. Uh, even though it does here. I mean, if you if you've got yeah. Magneto powers, maybe. Um, yeah. He's got friends who who can help him. He's got Toad. I had to, uh, uh, my, my, my day job involves magnets in some way, like mm-hmm. some of the products that I sell and have magnetic capabilities. And um, I was at a breakfast recently with some, just like, let's just say like old business dudes, right? And we were talking okay. about this thing and they, uh, one of the words for this was like a, it wasn't Magneto, but it was like a, it was like a mag a magnet word, right? And and the guy would okay. I, I don't I just had to sit there and suffer while this guy was like, it reminds me of those crazy those crazy movies. And like it took him ten minutes to get to Magneto and X Men, and I was just and I was refusing to talk. Like I'm not going to help dying. this guy out, but I'm just dying the entire time as he tr- struggles to remember the name Magneto. <laughs> uh, uh, brutal, absolutely. Uh, he stole a city for his people. Yes, the thing. Uh, the time for war stories ends though. Everyone around the campfire says you know, uh, we can't just do this pep talk. Uh, you know, Cannonball starts giving them a, tep- a pep talk, uh, but they have to interrupt it because they've broken down the barricades and it's time to fight. Yep. Um, and um, you know, let's, let's, because they, they, they put this big X in the mark in the sky. Um, it's, yep. And so like now they're going to all go to it. And the last page is just 
all of these dudes rushing towards the front, uh, including some people we haven't actually talked to uh, or, or talked about yet. So a lot yep. of people in this in this universe um, that is we're going to we're going to eventually get around to talking about. Yeah, and a lot of them we won't as well. Again, there's lots of stuff on the margins here. It's not a, a line wide crossover that accounts for every character. But yeah, just a, a nice little, um, you know, tantalizing little bit mm -hmm. there, you know, like, oh, what's going on? You know, this, this is, I find this very intriguing yeah. uh, as an opening. And it's, it's definitely like, I feel like I, I really appreciated the, the little blur from Mike Carey in the back to saying like, yeah, we just wanted to do something fucking crazy. <laughs> like we just yeah. wanted to get out of there. Um, and I, I think they accomplish it very, very well. Like this is a lot of fun to read. Um, it's, it's, and it just it makes you ask a bunch of questions and then you realize like it's only eight issues. Like this is not going to yeah. be some big, long, huge thing. Like we're we're going to get into and out of this really quickly, which I can very much appreciate. Well, and also with how it turns out, yeah, you know, like it's it's a very clever meta thing, which I can't wait to talk about, uh, which we'll be doing uh, for these next eight eight episodes. Uh, for now, that's the end of this episode. It we is. appreciate you, the listener. We do. Thank you. Um, this is coming out December 2nd. So if you're listening to this on the, on the main public feed of what that there is only the main public feed now, I forgot we did, we, mm -hmm. we did away with the early feed. Um, you can go over to, uh, twitch.tv slash TV and go check us all out doing duck stream. We're doing it right now. We're in the midst of yeah. it, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time. We're raising money for Transactive for like the fucking 15th year in a row or something. Uh, it's great. It's always fun. You're streaming a bunch of video games. You've got a bunch of surprises lined up, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be very fun. Yes. Some surprises, uh, some stuff that's you know not a surprise because I've swaled it and stuff. The thing I'm most excited about is uh, playing Family Feud. Okay. That's the, I didn't know. versus musicians. I, I didn't know if that um, was uh, an actual thing that you would put out there yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, asked those questions and stuff. Uh, we're doing that on Saturday night. Uh, my band's going to play. And then afterwards, they're going to play uh, Fight for Their Lives against the Gamer Nation. I love it. In terms of Family Feud. Uh, some of the questions are kind of gamer themed, but I just want to let everyone know I'm playing this pretty straight. Uh, I just think Family Feud is a good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's really no, uh, you know, but it's Family Feud, but I'm going to, you know, do some bit. No, I just I, I just think it'd be fun to run Family Feud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good game. Some of that stuff you just uh -huh. need the straight put on, right? Like you just need yeah, the yeah. you just need the thing. Like it's it's good enough as it is. Like I would play Family Feud any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Totally. Like basically any game show. But especially Family Feud. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, I love Family Feud. Like you wouldn't and, do uh, you wouldn't yeah. do Taskmaster, but naked, right? Like that's not that's not no, no, fun. No, no, no. You just want not, to do Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The uh, not with uh, coworkers. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't need to do anything but naked with my employee. Uh, that would be <laughs> a horrible idea. Uh, the the uh, but yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Range reviews. Tell your friends. Please do. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/duckfeedtv. See you next week, everybody. Bye.